Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. We have Oliver joining us on the show who has had multiple experiences with beings from his childhood that even escalated to involving his family. Now I must warn you again that there is an extreme language warning and that we also went a bit longer than anticipated with this episode, so this is a part two of episode four. We also had some technical difficulties making me a bit quieter this episode, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Oliver. Well, did it actually happen? Because you're still questioning your own reality at this point. You know, you're... you're... I'm 11 years old. There's literally no one to tell about it. I'm in my own world dealing with this because it's so regular. Um, they're just in my life. It's just part of my, my existence. And I wasn't going attending school because we lived out in the bush. Um, I was doing like a homes, uh, some sort of uh, correspondence school, which I was I was just refusing to do it anyway because I was kind of being a shit cunt myself because I didn't want to be out there. So I was, <laughs> I was kind of at war with my stepmother. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just be really, really fucking difficult. Um, yeah, rebelling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was... Um, one of my jobs I used, to, I used to be fucking terrified to do, but um, I had to chop a lot of wood in that because the, we had a slow combustion fire. So I, I was always chopping wood to keep the fire going. So we had hot water it was one of them old ones. It's burns and then that heats the boiler up and we've got, we've got hot water without the fire going, you know, so I had to keep the, and because it's cold as hell, you don't want to be going outside all the time. You've got your wood box in the house and I probably held about a ton of wood. So I had to keep that stocked all the time so we could cook and have hot water and have a hot bath and that sort of stuff. So yeah, wow. at night, sometimes if it ran low, um, yeah, I was proper country boy. So, you know, split and chopping yeah. wood. I'd been doing, I'd been doing that for years. So I'd been chopping, chopping wood. And that was, I was definitely a woodcutter from, from young age. I was, I was cutting, <laughs> chopping, chopping wood. So, um, so I was able to swing an ax really, really, really precise. By the time I was 12, I could really swing yeah. an ax. I bet you live in a trees now and go and don't want to see another piece of wood now. Oh, I can't. I fucking hate it. I, I, <laughs> I hate it. But but um, with my son's boxing, actually, I, I, I bought a sledgehammer and a tire. I go, here you go. Here's a taste of my childhood, man. Do it for four hours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, um, at night, they, sometimes if the wood ran low, cause sometimes I'd been protesting, like, no, nah, I'm not fucking doing it. Fuck you. Like, going yeah. off, because that's why I was. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you have to go out and get wood from the wood you know from the wood pile out there in the bush um here's a wheelbarrow fill it up with wood and you got to, i've got to go out into the you know into the dark into the bush where the wood pile is uh for me that was not with all this stuff going on that you know when you know with all these little things that i can't explain knowing that knowing that there's things that i can't explain out there and i've got to go out into that dark into that forest and get wood at night that that was i used to do it at the speed of sound i reckon i used to cut across that <laughs> it's always like a typical child they run down the hallway because oh, the the nah, ah. it was because like, quickly because some monster's going to get you from behind or something like you know so we had yeah we had long drop toilet you know you you, you just we're a bioacoustic bioelectric transmitter so our whole like 90 percent of our 97 percent of our um dna's function is to actually act as a bioacoustic bioelectric transmitter. Right. So only three, only three percent of our genetic function is actually to pr- reproduce the physical body, to reproduce the proteins that make our physical, our physical body, right? The yeah. vessel that carries our spirit or our soul. So 
the other 97%, which they call junk DNA, is actually what we really are. And that's that's basically just a, a living antenna, right? And so when, when you're getting that feeling, those hairs stand in the back of your neck and you're like, you know, I can feel something or I feel like I'm being watched, there's a good chance you are because you're picking up on something. Yeah. Something else is watching you and sending out a signal to the universe that's watching you and you're picking up on something. Yeah, you're picking yeah. up on it. You know, you can sense if someone, you know, like you've probably had a, I don't know what sort of life you've had, but yeah, most have had a scrap at some point. You knew that guy in front of you was going to suck you in the mouth before he did it. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's, so, right. It's totally not something unrelated to fighting or anything, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see yeah. something's going to come at you, but you just don't have the reaction yeah. that he wanted to go on. Exactly. Exactly. You can you can sense it before it's coming, but but you don't react and you, you don't listen to your instinct there, which is that's that bioacoustic that 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 transmitter. You know, there's there's signals out in the universe and you're picking up on it. Yeah. So I used to really feel like something was watching me out there. Something something was watching and possibly hunting me. That's what it felt like. You know, it felt like I was this little, you know, little skinny kid. You know, but I had an axe. It was kind of like it, it was kind of like you know. Um, Swing, split some wood, turn around. Yeah, you, know, you got the axe cocked, ready to smack something. You know, like that. That's I'd be out there, chop. You know, is anything there behind me? You know, so it was. I was terrified. Just the whole experience out there was just just a horrible, uh, horrible time in my life. It was um, just left me shattered, no. left me absolutely emotionally shattered. So like by the end of that year, um, you know, I, I ended up um spending like three years in a boys hostel after this after that that year i was oh, completely man. fucking absolutely shattered yeah so took a lot to bring me out of michelle after that because i was so like just rattled from from my stepmother from everything that was going on being cut off from the world from having these weird things go on that were traumatic and not being able to talk about it to anybody or explain to anybody now the other thing is i've got physical scars from from these experiences Oh, so wow. from, from, yeah, from those particular experiences, I've got physical scars. So, um, as I said, I don't think they were out to hurt, but there's an element of maybe they want to test what kind of pain you can handle or something, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe they're Russian. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Cause I, I woke up one night. And just getting like whipped, like whipped. That's the only way to explain it. I was getting fucking whipped by nothing that I could, I, I couldn't say anything, but I was getting whipped, like flogged by something. And it was just hitting me with like hard. And I've got, I've got 12 or 13 um, scars that run uh, horizontal across the, across the broad, like on my back, right yeah. from just below my shoulder blades all the way down um just above my tailbone and that's that they're they're scars from from these from these experiences from these interactions of oh, yeah. my, my back yeah there's about so i can i can prove that i can i can provide a photo because i went to bed without them scars and i wake up with them yeah okay so it's like a um like a, a sore scar like it's sort of scabby or, or just like a bit of a uh like you know an old sort of scar that's been there for a while just, a, just like the line of a scar sort of thing no, you can feel it. it's like it's like um, almost imagine like an African warrior's been bloody yeah they they scar their chest or whatever and they've got them keloid raised scars on their on their chest to prove that they're a warrior or a landowner or whatever they, you know the tribal tribal sort of you know the way the way they do things over in Africa or even some parts of New Guinea and places like yeah you know, men have got to have scars right yeah. um, to be a warrior or whatever well it's it's a bit like that imagine those. But it's just from being like something whipping, something really whipping, like a piece of wire or or something like that. Yeah, okay. Did you um, feel that sort of pain when that was happening? Oh yeah, yeah. I woke up and it was excruciatingly painful. Each each blow was excruciatingly painful, and I actually passed out while it was still happening. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing. Again, like you, you're so scared, you you can't you you can't make a sound. Like you can't. There's there's nothing you can. Who are you gonna call out to? You know, like you know, there's there's nothing there. And and I used to, I had a dog actually. It was a half. Uh, it was a strange mix. His mother was a um, 
a boxer and a pit bull, and its father must have been a uh, border collie, so I was quite a big, strong dog. And um, I used to chain him up in my room, fucking chain him to the legs of my bed. Fucking, you're coming in here, son. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're coming here, mate. Yeah, you'll spend the. You're in my room for the night. And I'd chain him to my bed, and he'd he'd get up and start growling. For like at nothing, like I couldn't hear anything. He would get up and start fucking growling, and just like dragging my bed across. It was a big, strong dog, and he, he'd um actually pull my bed across the because I had little wheels. It was one of those ensembles oh, yeah. with the fucking little wheels, and he'd fucking pull my bed across the fucking room trying to get out and then it gets a point where fuck i'd have to like you know take the chain off him because he's just pulling my bed around and um he'd he'd fuck off into the bush like just race off after something like i'd be (laughs) no i'd be i'd be asleep and wake up with my dog just going like like going off its head like tail up in the air fucking ready to ready to go like yeah yeah, and he was one of those big sort of mongrel. Yeah, imagine like a pig hunt. Imagine like a pig hunting sort of yep. mongrel dog that you'd use for pig hunt. It was a bit like that. It was a big, strong, strong dog. Yeah, that was my dog. Um, so yeah, so that that was another odd thing about that. My dog used to go nuts. Like he used to he used to bar up in the room in the middle of the night at nothing, <laughs> at nothing. There'd be nothing there. I'd even like get up and like shit myself and I, don't, I had one of those old uh, Rambo knife you know with the, the compass on the end of it oh, yeah, you know yeah, one yeah. of those old yeah, yeah big old Rambo knife and I'd, I'd get up and because I slept with that under my pillow because I was shit scared all the time so I had that yeah. and I'd go out there and open the door and my dog's going off fucking nothing there you know go back into bed hide again you know later with me fucking combat knife under me under me derno ready to kill something you know like oh that's that's what that's how I fucking and then I heard that they didn't like water, so I'd, I'd get a, um, I had a water pistol, so I'd sleep with a water pistol, with a, you know, not that you could ever fucking use it and control yourself to spray them, but um, I used to sleep with a water pistol and um, one of those pump ones like a super soaker and and a fucking combat knife. That was my attempt, and I had a, I had an air rifle. It was back in the day before you need a license for an air rifle. Yeah. I had an air rifle as well, so I'd had, had all that in the bed with. <laughs> Jeez. It didn't help. It didn't help. I had the I I had the fucking big burly, crazy fucking pig hunting dog and fucking air rifle combat knife. Like that, that, that that's how I slept at 11 years old. Wow. So so um so I was pretty relieved once I once I got to the boys' hostel. Actually, it was pretty rough and I had a lot of fights and things. But but at least I wasn't dealing with all this because sort of stuff that I couldn't explain. I couldn't explain. Um, you know. Who could I tell? And you're in silence when this is hap- when this is going on. It's a bit like, in a sense, I imagine it very similar to you know kids that have been molested in one of these you know homes or something, and and they've got no one to talk to about. No one's going to listen. So it's a bit like that. Yeah. It's a bit like that. You, you you're you're on your own. Like there's no who's going to listen to you about this. You know, no one, no one. No. You know, so um. Part of the world on this sort of topic. Yeah. So. So um so then um uh so the next experiences um just odd odd things like um it didn't it sort of went away or subsided but I was always terrified it left me absolutely terrified of the dark um it left me for years and years I was too afraid to even like in the shower close my eyes under the water in case something was going to be in front of me. Um, you know, while I'm washing my hair, something's going to appear in front of me that I can't so explain. It's I can't. Like a full bit of paranoia about yourself. For a long time, for a long time, yeah, I just, I just dealt with it. Um, I'm not like that anymore because I'm, I'm close to 40 years old. I've had a lot of time to, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't sort of carry the fear, the fear, yeah. Um, because last time, now, I had a couple ones where I'm, where I'm driving and they've, they've taken me from point A to point B. Um, you know, and you sort of how did I cover that length of journey so quickly? There's a couple of those ones, but this other one, which I'll cover, um, involved, um, myself, my wife and my oldest daughter. And this is the last, the last interaction. So they're, they're not, um, it's intergenerational. See, they, they, these, um, these, uh, whoever they are have been involved in, kind of doing the same thing with my mother throughout her life and her 
father was also well aware of these things as well. He used to talk about them and, and all that. So that's going right back. He was born in like the 1920s and he was well aware of all this stuff. Okay. So it's hereditary. Uh, um, you've probably heard that before. That yeah, that part like, of it's... Sort of that, a bit of a blood contract. Yeah. There's, there's... Well, I haven't looked into the contract sort of things, but there's, a, there's something in a particular... I, I, I think there's something in a particular bloodline in the DNA that they're interested in. There's yeah. something in the, in a certain bloodline. And um, anyway, I'll get into this, uh, this um, other experience. And it's the last one that, that um, I had experience with them. So I do have a question here for you before you dip yep, in though. Yep, um, yep, someone's asking, yep. uh, did you ever touch their skin? No, not at that stage because I was unable to move. I was yeah. quite just done. I was so so terrified that I, would, if they are taking you, you're you're unable to actually move, at that stage move my hands or arms or. Um, but I remember them touching me, and there was very they were cold to the touch. Okay. They were cold. That's all I remember. This is that the hands were cold, um, but that could be, you know, anybody's hands were cold. It was Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. My, ha- my hands were my hands were cold. You know, like so. So whether they're hot blooded, cold blooded, I no, no, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Now, this next group, um, there, there were other little things that happened, um, but but this next one has actually been taken. Um, Oh, when was it? It was 2005. Um, we were kind of in a transient period. Um, and we're up in sort of the Nimbin area. And I had friends of mine that owned a property in the in the hills of Nimbin. And um, I was actually commuting every, every uh, a lot of nights um, into Byron Bay. I was a bouncer. And um, I was quite well known for me um, antics in the club scene. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry, I used to beat up European backpackers. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I left for locals alone. I sent them home with a, with a souvenir or two. Oh, um, and, a, and a story for their mates. Um, <laughs> but no, I had a bit of a thing because my dad was always told me how much better and that they were, so I wanted to find out. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I did prove me old man wrong. Um, anyway, uh, so one night when I'm not working, because I used to work about five nights a week or something um, in various places around Byron Bay and the night night spots, um, and it probably was a Sunday maybe, you know, one of the nights I wasn't working. Um, anyway, so I don't remember being uh, taken from my room or anything. I remember being on like a plane. So this is this is a bit odd. Yep. So I'm on a plane. That's the way I remember it. Is I'm on a plane. There are seats. I'm sitting. Um, there's my wife. There's my eldest daughter. Um, and this is in 2005. So this is a while ago. Yep. Um, she's only two at this stage. Two, three, and. They've take they've we've landed wherever we landed we landed somewhere and this is somewhere here and these these ones I believe are the benevolent the really benevolent ones the, the one, smaller ones that used to have something to do with me as a kid it's kind of like being involved in a scientific experiment or something like you just this sort of elaborate it's not it doesn't seem like there's an overall agenda other than to figure out who you are or what you're made of or maybe I don't know it takes some fucking maybe. It definitely wasn't a. Um, I was too young. Uh, look, man, I was probably shooting blanks at best. I, it was no, you know, I, they weren't they weren't in into me for the uh, you know sperm samples or any shit like that. It was it yeah. was um, about me in particular for some reason. So so anyway, I'm on this craft. We land. It's a sugar sugar cane growing area, so it's got to be up in the north part of Queensland or somewhere like that. Somewhere like that where they grow sugar cane. I had the feeling that it was somewhere in the northern part of Queensland somewhere. Okay. It's it's nighttime. 
there's hundreds of the, of people and they look like just like you're right they look human um the more human looking ones uh they're the ones who want to replace basically you you and i and the regular joe uh human they want to create a um uh a hybrid race that looks like us but it's really them um and that's what they've been working on this particular group of people i've been working on that need they're definitely here so anyway we land we're in this um this uh sugarcane field and it was actually a village there's a village in this area there's a village somewhere in this area um so we're led and i'm i'm abusing everybody like i'm fucking going off because i'm i'm in the problem of my life i'm i'm in my 20s i'm bouncing like i'm i'm ready to bang so um you know i'm i'm getting in it i'm i'm yelling and going off but i still don't have the full control but i've got full verbal control like like i'm loud i'm as loud as you like you know, i joined the army when i was like 16 17 so as soon as I was old enough to join the army, I joined the army. I learned how to use my voice as a weapon, so I could be pretty pretty loud if I want. I was in the infantry, um, and uh, I've got no problems, uh, you know, removing an eye if I have to. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I, um, you know, I'm being very aggressive, angry, um, but I'm not in full control. They've still got some control over me. So they've led my daughter off and my wife, and there's just people everywhere. And one thing I remember about them is their expressions were all the same. Like all of these people, whoever they were, um, they look like, they look human, but the thing that you could tell they, they weren't fully human is the fact that you'd look into a crowd of people and it was like looking at all these different people with different physical features, but the feeling you got from each one was exactly the same. Like, you know, if you were to scan a crowd, and I worked in crowd control lots of, a lot of my job was to scan crowds. So you scan people, look at them, assess them, so what's going on, so if they're okay, so if they're yeah. causing trouble. And you get a feeling just by looking at one person, look at another, like I could tell who's trouble since they come in, you know? Yeah, so you see um, the body and you, yeah, yeah, and the facial expression. No, it was their facial expression. Oh, okay. They they all had the same facial expression, every single one of them. They, they There was no individuality in terms of their... Um, you know, you even look at it. Look at a uh, cricket match when you see two hundred people in that that frame, in the, and you you could look at each person, and get a different feeling on each one just by looking at their face. because yeah. yep. they're human, right? Because they're you know, human. Their demeanor, basically. Right, right, right. So I'm looking at all these people, and they've all got the same expression, and it, that was it was just odd. It just it just strikes me. It just this is how you know, this is how you know, you know, because each person's got their own. We're bioelectric, bioacoustic transmitters. We're transmitters. So you look at people and you're picking up on their, or their frequency. They're, they're picking up on yours. And each one, you can feel a different thing when you look at each person. So, because each face is a unique thing and each soul is a unique thing. So, so um, you're looking at um, these deceived people with all the same expression and the same level of emotion. Or emotionless. They were emotionless. It was weird. Okay, so and so, that, but, was it like a bit of a blank expression? Yeah, in a way. In a way, like a, a total lack of enthusiasm for life. Like, but they're there, and, and I don't know if they. It's a bit like a Stephen King film where they're all where they're all kind of. What's that one where their aliens are under the town and and everybody's got it like same emotion and same expression but it's all just like a hive a hive mentality like it's all one collective mind you know oh, I can't think um of it i can't think of it either but there's a stephen king movie about that where there's they're under a town and everybody's sort of gets locked in with this or changed by this bloody aliens that are living under the town or something and yeah i think i really and, remember it but i can't yeah, and so if if one's looking at you, it's like all of them know where you are. You know, it's like this one collective mind. It's a bit like that. So, but they're able to intermingle and and and, and interact with our society in, in the greater wider community of of, of humanity um, undetected because you wouldn't know if it was by himself. If you have if you had a thousand of them, a thousand of us, be no be no question who's who. 
you'd know where them and there are they're them like you would know so um we we would just pick it up straight away there's something wrong so um anyway so they led my daughter because i took my daughter off and that's what i was i was really going off about and so for me for me this one was where they showed their sadistic side because they wanted to demonstrate to me that they had, they still had full control over me and that they could come into my daughter's life and they could come and do whatever they wanted. Oh, like wow. they, they wanted to demonstrate to me that they had this kind of control. So I was angry as fuck because they're communicating through their mind still, right? Yeah. They're still communicating telepathically like they, like they do. And they took her off. And I remember running around this, this, This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Town, or this is not a town, but, but a village. A very rustic, basic-looking village. And I'm looking for this... And I can't remember how I got from where we landed, the opening in the in the in the sugarcane field. I, I don't know how we got from there to this village. I can't remember. Um, so it's I I did remember everything in sequence until a certain point, and I'll get to that. Um, and the whole time that I was having this experience, I remember thinking, I've got to try and really force these memories into my mind because they're gonna they're gonna block it just like all the other times when 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 as soon as it comes to something that might be of you know different that i can remember you know it ends you know it's always on their terms so so, thanks so um yeah so i'm searching through these um these buildings and i'm looking for um i'm looking for uh my daughter and there's like no one around and then I look into this, into one of the buildings. I look into this room, and they've got my daughter on a fucking um, on a fucking table, like a like a fucking medical table. Yeah. And um, there's all these people. There are all these people, like a big crowd of people, all watching, and they're performing some kind of some kind of. Um, I don't know what they were doing. I don't, I don't know what they're doing because the next thing I know, I'm I'm on one of these fucking tables, right? So I'm on the I'm on 
on this uh, on a fucking on some sort of table. I'm fucking on a table, and and I'm had me fucking clothes ripped off. I'm on this fucking table. I'm I'm naked. Daughter's over there. She's naked. Um, I don't know where my wife is. I think I don't know where she is. I can't remember. But the whole time, the whole entire time, I'm just yelling abuse at these. I'm gonna fuck you up when I when I fucking finally can overpower, get out of this. I'm gonna fuck you up. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. I was just threatening the whole time. I'm gonna fucking have you when I when I get out of this. Like, one day, one day, I'm gonna be able to break this. One day, because because I've never been able to be that vocal. And you know, they got me when I was a kid, and and yeah. now now I'm a full full grown male adult. 6'2", 120kg in my prime, let's go. Um, <laughs> you know, ex-army, let's do it. Yep, you're um, go, right? and, and you're doing something to my daughter over there, you know. So, and and, and I was just over this whole thing. So, um, I was over him in my life. I was over it. I was over him, absolutely, 100% over it. So, this is where I saw their true malevolent side. And um, what they did was to shut me up. Not like the Matrix where they seal your mouth, nothing like that. Yep. They removed, and it's going to sound insane, but they actually removed my left my left arm from the shoulder. Oh. Yep, they removed my left arm from its shoulder. Okay, that's right? strange. Yeah, and then they 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 and then they left it on me, so I'm laying there, can't move, with my fucking left arm detached. On, on my midsection and that was like a message that was a message from them that was like don't you know shut your shut your hole you know what i mean like this is what we can do there was no blood no bleeding um i don't know how they did it but all i know is that my my, my and i always had problems with my left shoulder after that because i used to box and i used to spy a lot of a lot of professionals um, just from a bouncing and just for me general health and that as well. Um, I used to do a bit of Muay Thai and that, and I had a pretty decent left hook. I couldn't left hook no more. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't use art in it, you know, since then. So not, not like I used to. So it gave me a problem with my left shoulder. Now I remember, but it didn't shut me up. I was still, I was still going off my brain, hold my arm with my, with my right arm, holding my left arm. Anyway, they finished doing whatever they're doing and they're leading us back to take us back to, to wherever we come from. So they were taking us back. And I remember even to this point, I still remember that I remembered everything in sequence. I remembered everything clear and vivid, like, like, like I was awake and I remembered everything, right? And I remember in the back of my mind that that was the most important thing to do was try and remember everything. Yeah. And there was a guy that... Might have been, he looked about 50 years old and he was heavy built. And he had, I remember he had glasses, right? He had fucking, he had glasses, spectacles. And he was wearing a red shirt. And I'll never forget his face. And he said, um, and he, he, he said, um, as he put something in my mouth, because what he did was to, to what they did was to erase the memory. They put something in my mouth, and it was kind of like when kind of like when you lick when you lick a um, a nine volt battery. Yep. So I licked this. Um, so it was like that that sort of sensation when you lick it, like that kind of battery when you lick a nine volt battery, but really intense. Yep. And it, and it, it's kind of like. Kind of like a t- detuning a TV all of a sudden. You know, remember the old, the old analog TVs? Yep. You could wind the dial and suddenly the screen would go a bit weird. Yep, yep. That was a sensation that happened in in my brain. Oh, wait. Right, but it's it's all my brain, and that put a lot of haze on everything that that um that happened. So because there was a lot more that went on, but and he goes and he said very distinctly to me. He goes, because I never really spoke to me verbally, directly. And he looked at me and he, he, when he put this thing in my eye, he said, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on you like that. Oh. Strange. Yeah. And I, and I said, yeah, 
well, I'm going to remember your fucking face like that. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll remember your fucking face, cunt, like that. And then, um, and then, uh, all I remember is we're, we're back in, you know, back in Nimbin in our, in our cabin in the hills. And that was the last interaction they had with me. So that, so they they've had their way with me. They've done whatever they need to do with me and they've, they've moved on. But those, those lights, those orbs are still, um, they still appear every now and again. And I know they're not in my head because one day, um, my, me and my wife was staying at a, at a hotel and she was in the she was in the bathroom, and she looked out the window and she goes, "Oh, look! There's a there's a there's a, lo- a glowing light outside." And I ran in and I seen it fly off, and and I was like, "Ah, oh, cool! Finally, someone else has fucking seen." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Yeah, they 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 they've been because I didn't tell her about those, and I, you know, um, because I would have thought she would thought I was mad, you know. So um, because I asked her, I said had you had any of these experiences prior to meeting me or do you know if your mum had or your dad or, you know, cause I know these it's hereditary cause it was just common knowledge in my family. Like it's just common knowledge. Like my mum and everyone in my family knows about it. Like, like that they just come and take you when they want sort of thing. Like yeah. it's, it's just how it is. And, um, and they'll come for your kids, you know, like it's just how it is. Um, and it's out of your control. Um, so yeah, they've moved on from me and they've, they've, um, yeah, I think they're you now, yeah, targeting uh, a daughter. That's something that you don't really want, but yeah. I was just no, but that's what I, that's what I think. But she 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 remembers the she has interactions with the tall whites. Oh, okay. Oh. The, the tall white ones that you hear about, they're more of um, they're the elders. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. They're the elders. They're like the. I don't know, man. They could even be our fucking creators. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. so, so they want, they've got a different agenda with the, with the females to the males. Oh, like to, yeah. to, the, to us men, they've got a different, different agenda with the, the males and females, what they want from, uh, whatever they're looking from for us is obviously different from, from what they're looking for from the females. They're, they're looking for incubators Yeah. with the females. Um, about that one. So, no yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's something to do with um, with uh, what do you call um, this hybridization, like the making this uh, you know blending them and us, but on the inside they're more them than they are us, but on the external they look like us. Yeah. Um, and they they've got this sort of utopian. Uh, aim for the future you know a world of no money um where everything's kind of uh cashless. it's a, yeah. a cashless in a sense but there's not even any kind of um unit of exchange for currency or anything like that it's purely a, a totally harmonious society yep. but one where free will doesn't really exist either so it's one of these sort of um uh, all your fundamentals are taken care of. Like, you know, there's, you've got the house and you've got somewhere to live and, and, and that um, work will become like meaningless jobs and that will become the thing of the past. Um, and, but along with this is, you know, population reduction. You've probably heard that in conspiracy theories and all that, but the only way that this all happen is, via you know some sort of reduction in in overall population and i don't know if there's other colonies on other planets i i i kind of have very vague memories of 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 an alternate uh place where the houses are a little different they're sort of like dome shaped egg shaped sort of stuff like that but it's not very clear that could have been one of those ones where it blocked off you know but i i do there, there are other um, places in out there in the cosmos where they live completely differently, um, and it's all based off sort of free energy and, you know, um, look, it's not, it's not all bad, but it is bad if you're the ones being eliminated. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. But um, 
you know, these, my interactions with all of this um, made me very aware that there was a separation between um, the soul and the body, the spirit and the body. It's, it's um, you know, the body's one thing and the spirit is a separate, is a separate thing. Um, and that the, the spirit, doesn't die anyway so yeah, so it's you mentally you know, aware anyway yeah it may be more mentally aware where where of other possibilities to this reality that we're in and everyone's trying to you know you know whole, whole, whole uh, belief systems are based off you know this idea of reincarnation and souls being re you know, reused and this sort of thing so I, I don't know what what whether it all actually happened or not but this is my this is my experiences and and um, as I said, you know, when I initially got in touch, it was more than a simple, you know, I was seen seen something amazing, which is was which is also profound and awesome for anyone that gets to experience it. Um, yeah. I just um, I don't believe that they're one hundred percent there for our total complete benefit, for, like for us. Like I really don't because the interactions are all on their terms. Yeah. Um, they come when you, you've got no control, you don't expect it. Um, you know what I mean? So it's always on their terms and they, and they've, they've got an agenda. They've okay. got a real agenda to, to alter, to alter the earth and humanity. Um, you know, right from the very, very core, but they'll be the ones in charge. They're probably already in charge of everything. Like, I imagine that would be if that would be the case. They're already in charge of everything. I was kind of having a joke to myself when you were having, having, um, having uh you know problems with the mouse early on i was like oh maybe the cia's hooked in <laughs> I, I have said that before i tell you what like, um there's gonna be something going on here like the yeah. time we were trying to do a stream something goes yeah. wrong it's just every time so far i've not had a clean stream but in in terms of like um military people that know or have ideas about this thing or this kind of thing, you know, deep underground military bases and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, I know everyone knows about Pine Gap, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, installation down the desert there. Everyone knows about Bridget. that area 51, but there's the, 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 see they're, they're more like, um, weather modification and, and, um, signals and, and electronic warfare and all that sort of stuff like out there. But the ones that are probably more extreme are the, the, are the ones we don't know about. Yep. And, there are there are bunkers within Australia, um, out in Northern Territory, and I know this because um, during my time with the military, you know, I had a, a sergeant. He'd been in the army for 19, 20 years or something. Proper, you know, an infantry sergeant. Yeah. Um, very clued on guy. Very, you know, earth earthy kind of guy. You know, here and now, not in the cosmos. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. proper proper grunt you know um and anyone who's done 20 years in the infantry is a pretty pretty solid sort of dude you know like character wise physical wise you know like in in every kind of way you know yeah. might be a little bit mad a little bit insane but but they're 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 here and now and, and earthly kind of people and uh bloody good people too very good people and um anyway uh he told me about a uh, facility that's in the in the uh Northern Territory somewhere, and it's in a uh, a crater. It's actually in a crater. It's run by the by the US. Yep. He didn't he didn't even know about it, and he didn't even know that he was actually going there. He was just, I think he was acting as a driver in this particular point of his uh, this particular assignment. Okay. And um, and uh, he said there was a facility down in a crater, and under this crater, um. When they, you know, when they were conducting all the nuclear testing oh, yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, right, right. So what they do is they, they actually, and this is going away from the UFO stuff, but it's just sort of leading to there's other things going on here, um, you know, that that aren't being disclosed. The big secretive thing. Um, yeah. So um, in this, what they do is they they go, they drill into the the crust into the, to the earth deep into the earth and they detonate a, a nuclear bomb under the, under the crust and then what they do is um it creates a bubble so they must have to do it in a certain level of the crust like that it must be in a yeah, certain so it a certain, certain what it does it creates a bubble and then so 
20 years later after after they create this bubble under the earth, under the um under the whatever layer of the earth that they go down to um 20 years later it's the the um radiation has dropped to a safe enough level where people can go down there and they build a facility under there yeah okay that's wow okay that's, it and, and that, the, yeah and this was that was told to me by by the by a, a sergeant i also worked overseas um as a security contractor with him as well yeah. um so uh we're involved in sort of high level and and somewhat secretive operations um overseas so you know i i, I had to sign a um uh, like a what do you call it a non-disclosure more than a non-disclosure it's a deed so i'm, I'm on a i'm on a um a deed with the commonwealth basically that if i go public with any any of my knowledge that i could be jailed for 20 years yep so um so if i went to the media and you know wanted to yeah. you know talk about so um so but that's that's nothing that relates to any of our operations so that's just a conversation yeah. that him and i had when we were doing nothing um yeah so um so these these facilities do exist these, these and he, he was unaware and he'd been in the army for 20 years so he, he didn't know about it and he drove into it didn't even know what he was driving into um and then he got out he got out and he, i think he was driving something you know some high level americans because it's run by the us um so he was driving some people out or driving people there and he said he, he wanted to go exploring and, and he found a lift and he wanted to go you know go and have a look because it goes down 20 30 floors under the you know this lift yeah. goes down about 30 floors under the under the ground and he was like oh i want to go yeah i want to go and have a look you know yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and he got pulled up by the, by the um by the the Americans that were running it. No, no, you can't go down there. You know, like yeah. So, so there are these. <laughs> so there is, you know, Pine Gap Area Fifty One, but there's other ones that you you and I are not privy to. Yeah, um, no, I imagine there would be for sure. There's, yeah, yeah. There's so, so, so no, yeah, exactly. So, so there's the reality is stranger than fiction, man. Like there's a lot going on, and especially with all this, you know, COVID nineteen and. This year, you know, it's like the Nazis never actually got defeated. They just sort of went somewhere else and continued their um, policies, you know, like, you know, this uh, experimental vaccine. Did you know that if you enroll in this um, COVID-19 vaccine that you're actually in, um, agreeing to be tracked and traced for two years by the Depart US Department of Defense? I think I did hear something about that, but, yeah, I'm not really yeah, so, too in-depth with so it. This, but yeah, I so here for you, though. yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so before we do end the show, because I'm gonna have to end the show, we're well over time. Yeah, yeah. We've been smashing right into this one. We've been very busy. Um, yeah, yeah, back, um, yeah. The question here is, uh, would you recognise the town? So this is going back into your abduction there with your daughter and your wife and all sort of stuff. So I think, uh, would you recognise the town if you went there now? I do know there's a big, a big gate at the front. Um, that's just like, like a construction type fence sort of gate, like, you know, big mesh sort of fence gate. It's gated off. Okay. That's, that's all I could tell you. I probably, I possibly could. It's, it, I think it's in the North, North Queensland somewhere. Yeah. But this that's is what like I, that, that's, yeah. Years ago now, so it'd be probably totally different. Yeah. I mean, who knows, but, but it is, I believe it's a place that's here, that's here and, 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 and they're here. So. Yeah, and and you know who knows? I'll probably get another visit after this goes out. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, look. Anyway, we're going to take... go there, mate. Um, look, <laughs> thanks very much for joining us. It's been absolutely fantastic yeah. having you on here. Yeah, um, cool. And um, and as I said, you know, I don't expect anyone to believe it because I wouldn't believe it if I if I just heard it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not expecting, and I'm expecting people to go, oh yeah, whatever, you know, have a laugh, whatever. That's fine. Um, I'm not insane. Um. This is just the experience that I've had. And I thought, like, you know, I've never really talked to anyone outside the family. I thought, no, I'll, I'm nearly 40. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, Let's just have things, it. Unless you've experienced uh, yeah. yourself, you will yeah. never believe it, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, exactly. So I, people say they've seen things or whatever. I, I don't write it off anymore. I'm just like, yeah, it's possible, you know. <laughs> 
It's possible. You weren't there, so who knows? You know, who knows? Because look, at the end of the day, you don't get anything for coming out with anything like no. a bit like this. No. Like that Bob Lazar, you know, his life's been turned upside down. You know, you don't yeah. get nothing for, for coming out for any of this stuff. No. So, and he sort of yeah. put the whole proactive yeah. on everything on that, and then he's not really monetizing on it too greatly. Like, obviously, not going to do it for free with everyone, with the media. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, he's yeah. not really yeah. overboard with it, like other well-known names. No, no. Oh, there's some that Canadian guy that always talks about it. I, I can't listen to him. The the what's his name? The Canadian, his ex defence minister. He just goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, and I can't, I can't, um, can't sort of get into, you know, listening to him too much. But yeah, that's 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 my experiences in a nutshell. Oh, thank um, you very much for joining us with that. And telling yeah, us about it. that's absolutely awesome. Now, I believe you were a few, there, a bit of a shout out, didn't you? A shout out? Yeah, you want um, a shout out. Um, no, I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it was about your son's, your son's boxing. You want to do a shout oh, out? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my son, my son's a young boxer, and um, we do a lot of lot of training, and just started a, a page for him. He's going to start getting coached by Jeff Fennick, so had a big meeting with Jeff Fennick. Um, you know, about a week and a half ago, Jeff invited us to his house and. He's sort of taken uh, taken notice of my son already because yeah he's uh, quite a talented little guy, yep. um, and it will be in the heavyweights most more than likely because he's quite a quite a solid little dude. So for oh, eleven, so yeah, so pretty exciting there. And um, yeah, we've just got his Facebook page up and running, Marshall White Boxing page. Um, it's good to support. Yeah, we're trying to stay positive for all this because our our plans got thrown up in the air with this whole COVID thing. So. Yeah, a lot of gyms were closed, and it was—it's just yeah, it's been a nightmare, yeah, man. Yeah, so, so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we try and stay positive and keep going, and and soldier on. Don't no, let it get you yeah, down. No, that's it. Yeah. No, all best to him. I hope he does well in his yep. future career. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Thanks, man. It's been been good talking, and um, yeah, hopefully um, it's enlightening for some people. And sorry, I couldn't fill you in more about finer details of what their skin was like or, or enough like it it, it it seriously is filled with, with um so much terror that that's the last thing that's going through your mind and i i hope that you've never experienced it but um yeah, unfortunately unfortunately some of us some of us uh you know locked into it and it's a lifelong thing they will they once they're in they'll, they'll reappear you know yeah, that's just how it is so no, till next time much, mate. thank you very much yeah for yeah, yeah. Us, mate. no worries fantastic. yeah cool Cool. Take it easy, man. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.